indeed there are more questions than answers like does snow in november happen because people prematurely decorate for christmas yes i'm yes. sure that's the case you put the intention out there you put all the christmas decorations up and then the snow comes you see how that works mm -hmm. yes dashing through the no <laughs> hi america hello world my name is adrian lee and i am your host Welcome to the show, more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events. The Mysterious Strange supernatural unusual bizarre and just plain weird if you have tuned in especially to hear the show then i admire your taste if you have just tuned in by accident then i admire your luck i am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the midwest plains with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall, whatever my mother was listening to before she went to bed. Pick some pools in our unconscious mind. Let's have a listen at what she's snoring tonight. Every time you are near, so snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shivering horror extra points will be available for shock and awe value to help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates i will employ what i have called the inappropriate bell an example of this would be the panel have no idea what's coming i have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show so let me introduce my guests firstly the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also a producer and sound engineer. Heather saw a werewolf at the bus stop this morning or possibly just a very hairy guy. Either way, the silver bullets worked. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello, were you there? I'm not shaving this November in order to raise awareness for how lazy I am. Mm. <laughs> wow, I can tell. I also wish to introduce... The mad and crazy! Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira 
Minnesota and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realised this week that the first rule of Procrastination Club will be covered in next week's meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. And as always, our resident psychologist, Chad Peters, is with us again this week. Chaz has good news for insomniacs everywhere. Only two more sleeps till Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I love this show. Welcome to the show, Chad. They're mad. They're bad and they're paranormal. This is season three, episode 39. As always, accompanying us is the hairy gong of infinite knowledge that brings the first round. That is a general lack of knowledge with the shaving foam of statistics and the clogged plug hole of facts. Stand back, ladies. (laughs) Very impressive points will be one. You know it's been a long winter, by the way, when your leg hair has split ends. Yes. Oh. On this day in 1859, William H. Boney was born in New York, otherwise known as... Who was William H. Boney? Or Bonnie, I should say. Either mm. way. Wild you, Bill. Oh, you're going with Wild Bill, are you? What are I your guess. thoughts? Any thoughts? He's Billy the Kid. He is Billy the Kid. Slightly different, of course. From Wild Bill Hickok. I will actually give you some points, Michelle. That's very perceptive of you. An early two points. A gunslinging two points. Very, very impressive. Of course, Frontier Outlaw, Billy the Kid. So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about Billy the Kid. Now, Billy the Kid's first running with the law came in 1875. All I need you to tell me is what he stole in 1875 to have his first brush with the law. Very young lad, of course, at the time. What did he steal to get him incarcerated for the very, very first time? Miss Morris, what are your thoughts? Hmm, a candy bar. A sweet. stole some Hmm. candy. Very popular, of course, in the Wild West period of the 1870s was the Snickers bar. <laughs> Not a Snickers bar. They had it in Laura Ingalls' Wilder time. They had sweets. Yeah, okay, go on then. I might let you have that. It's in the, the old, book. The boiled That's all they got sugar. for Christmas. All they got for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. A piece of coal and an orange. I think they each got a lick. Well... Mm. Good times. <laughs> Very close-knit family. Those cold winter evenings in Minnesota just flew by. What do you think he stole? What was his first crime, Michelle? Uh, rustling cattle. He was. He went straight from being the kid to rustling cattle yep. with nothing in between. Nope. Went straight for the heavy stuff. Yep. Chad, what are your thoughts? It was a horse, wasn't it? I was hoping you'd say something like a chicken or something small. It wasn't that impressive, actually. He actually stole clothes from a Chinese laundry. Oh, really? He tried to hide them in his uh, lodgings, and the sheriff came along. They had Chinese laundry back then? They did, indeed. They were building the railroads, remember? They still have Chinese laundry. They still have Chinese laundries. And railroads. And railroads. See, the things we still have. And kids. And candy bars. (laughs) Let's spend an hour discussing all the things we still have. (laughs) Going to be a long night, ladies and gentlemen. He did escape jail, though. He got arrested. It was a very minor crime. They put him in jail, and uh, he did actually escape, would you believe, and then went on the run from stealing... Squeezed through the bars. You Mm. think Billy the Kid, very skinny, (laughs) very wiry, of course. That was your clue. You think Billy the Kid literally 
squeezed himself through the bars, Miss Morris. With his yeah. weird shaped head. <laughs> <laughs> Very thin in the head department. Yeah. He had to trample on his hat to get it on in the morning. <laughs> wow. Don't stand sideways. You're going to get shot. <laughs> the weather vane. So you're saying he squeezed himself through the bars. Very skinny, very oh, wiry. Oh, was there a question in there? Yes. How did he escape from jail? Oh, oh he squeezed through. Hurrah. <laughs> Michelle, how did he escape from jail? I think they left the door open and he just walked right out. I'm sure that's happened on many occasions. Chad, any thoughts? How did he escape from jail on oh. that first occasion? There was a loose window. Oh, how about this? Go oh. on then. A new person came in to guard him. <laughs> oh, here we go. And this is a game of clue. He said it was a mistake that he was in there. And then he made He's a mannequin. A he had a mannequin. <laughs> then he started digging a tunnel. Paper mache. Using, using a vaulting horse. Little puppet. He then shook the dirt out from his trousers. <laughs> poster of Rita Hayworth. Then he had a poster of Rita Hayworth. <laughs> I think we've covered four films there, haven't we? <laughs> wow. I will actually give Morris a couple of points. He actually managed to squeeze himself up the chimney. He climbed See? out. He oh. climbed out. I win. Through the jail chimney, he squeezed himself up and out like Santa Claus, but in reverse yeah. is what he did. I'll give Morris a couple of points. And the clue was he was very skinny and very wiry, as most mm. people were back in the 1870s, of course. There will be points to be won here. How many banks, trains and stagecoaches did Billy the Kid rob all combined in his lifetime. So I'm looking for a number mm. of all those things combined. Closest one will win the 35. points. Tonight, Miss Morris, let me write these down because this is where it gets confusing with my number dyslexia. You have given me 35. Michelle, how many banks, trains and stagecoaches did Billy the Kid rob in his entire lifetime? 150. 150. Chad, what are your thoughts? I've got 30. You're going to go 30. All combined, it was absolutely zero. <gasps> oh. Unlike other Wild oh. West outlaws like Jesse yeah. James, Cole Younger, or Butch Cassidy, Billy the Kid was not a bandit. He was mainly, as you mentioned earlier, a cattle rustler, and he did actually steal a few horses from time to time, all in the New Mexico plains. He did not rob a single bank, a single train, or a single stagecoach. The nearest to zero is Chad. And Chad has got himself a nice couple of cows to steer through the New Mexico plains. Everybody's happy. (laughs) Not me. Uh Well, here's your chance to win a few more points, Miss Morris. How many murders was he involved in over a four-year span between 1877 and 1881? And this isn't a trick question. I'm actually genuinely looking for a positive integer. Three. He was involved, you say, in three murders in his lifetime. Yeah. Okay, Michelle, what are your thoughts? Fifteen. I'm going to have to write these down again. Fifteen. What are you thinking, Chad? Let's go five. Let's go five. Chad (gasps) wins the point again. It gets a little confusing here. He was single-handedly to blame for at least four murders. I win. But the total is nine altogether. No, I I win. win. Because the others... Were we gun, all win. Were gunfights involving <laughs> other people. We all win. You all win. Is this what we're playing? Is no, it? I, I, will I give... was closest on all of those. No, you weren't if I it was four. Why don't you stand outside and have a gunfight? This will be the way to go. <laughs> Chad the Kid and Butch Heather. 
Wow. Love <laughs> this show. I'll punch you. Wow. And Michelle, throat. no longer younger. Here we are. It was oh. nine. Chad actually got himself the most amount of points there. He's now up to a rather resplendent, hanging by the neck until dead. <sighs> He's not the only one. Yeah. Four. There we go. Billy the Kid was shot and killed by Sheriff Pat Garrett at the age of 21, but it was in fact his birthday today. Hmm. On this day, in 1887, William H. Pratt was born in Camberwell in London. He wasn't known by that name, but he's probably one of the most famous horror actors in the history of cinema. Who's William H. Pratt? Who wants to have a stab at that? 1887. Any thoughts? Mm. Nosferatu. Oh. Yes, that's the name of a character. That's yeah. a German vampire. That's Max I need the Max name of the Schell. actor. He was an actor. What's his name? What was his stage name? Lon Chaney. That's not a bad guess. That's the area I'm going into. I don't know that era at all. You don't know that era at all. He no. was better known. Um, as Boris Karloff. Karloff. Oh, oh, one I was for looking for. Simple enough. No points to be won there, of course. So, for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange, and fascinating facts about Boris Karloff. Mm. Why was Karloff annoyed when he was spotted for the role of the monster? in frankenstein he was a little bit unhappy because uh, he considered himself a lead man like a handsome actor you're going with the fact that he thought he was handsome yes and he was annoyed that they said you need to play the monster yes you're going with that are you yeah michelle any thoughts why Karloff would be annoyed when he was spotted for the role of the monster in frankenstein i think it was because he considered himself above such a role that he was more classically trained he did have a lot of roles before that he actually came to canada in the early 20th century and had acted i don't think he got to play frankenstein until he was in his 40s actually so you are right to say that chad any thoughts anything you'd like to add on to the end of that it's not a speaking part i think he grunted a few times didn't he <laughs> yeah it's about him. friend michelle <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Heather Morris has won the point. Yay! She's 100% correct. He was annoyed because he was nicely dressed at the time and considered himself to be quite handsome. See? <laughs> and he, right there. he really wasn't that tall either. He was about 5 foot 11. I guess that was tall That's at the still turn, tall turn of the some... last century. How tall are you, Chad? Yeah, it's taller than me. So it's incredibly tall. <laughs> yeah, incredibly tall. <laughs> I'm 6 Shine. foot 2 with heels on. Mm. <laughs> Nice. He was unhappy, but Miss Morris, you shall win. I'm happy. The mm. points. In 1933, he made the British horror film The Ghoul. Why was this historically important in British cinema? The Ghoul, 1933. This film was lost, by the way, and no one knew where it was. And obviously starring Boris Karloff and being such an important film. They never found a copy of this film until the 1980s huh. when they found it in a bank vault in the Czech Republic. But then in the British Film Institute, there was some lumber, some timber up against a wall that was hiding a door. And when they moved the lumber away back in the 1980s, uh, sorry, more recently than that, in the 1990s, actually found a door that had another vault they didn't know existed. And they found the original copy of the film. So you now can see this film, but it was lost for many Many years. I need to know why the 1933 British horror film The Ghoul 
was historically important in British cinema, Miss Morris. Because it had the first woman lead? It had the first woman lead. What are you thinking, Michelle? Why was this an important film? It was in colour. That's not a bad stab in the dark. What are you thinking, Chad? Was it the first film to have sound directly with the picture? I am going to give you more points. It was the first first British horror film to include sound, a talkie. It wasn't the first horror film in the history of cinema. That was an American film called The Terror from 1928. But it was the first British horror film ever to have sound. And when you think about how important sound is in horror films, you know, you've got the screaming, Mm, you've got the music, everything being built up, the moments where you jump, the footsteps. It's actually quite an important role in that genre, I would suggest. But The Ghoul, newly found, worth a watch, with Boris Karloff. 1933 was the first British horror film that involved sound. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, where do you go when fashion fits? (laughs) (laughs) Stimulus and response. I love this show. Karloff has a unique link with Christmas and children. I just need you to tell me what it is. It happened in 1966. Has a very unique link with Christmas. We've just mentioned Christmas. He played Santa. He played Santa Claus in 1966. What link, Michelle, did Boris Karloff have with Christmas and children? He was Santa in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That was a fun thing. I'd like to see a Frankenstein Santa Claus wouldn't be the end of the world, would it? What would you like for Christmas, little boy? (laughs) Look, I've got an arm. How exciting. Wow. Chad, anything you want to add to that? He had a big group of children over to his house every Christmas. I'm sure he was very philanthropic and did such wonderful things. You'll be amazed by this. I was taken aback by this, and you will know this instantly as Americans. He was the narrator for the animated <gasps> television yes. special, Dr. Zeus's How the Grinch Stole yep. Christmas. Sure. That's right. Yeah, no way. Yes. Unbelievable, right? Nuts. I was actually going to say that he was part of the Looney Tunes uh, Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the Monsters Lounge or something, oh, I think they had. Close. Do you think the animators of that TV series in 1966 thought, well, the Grinch is green. Let's go and get Frankenstein. I don't know how that worked, but that is 100% true. And who knew such wonders? You leave this show with more than you arrive with. It's a very special day today in terms of inventions and things being created. On this day in 1960, the Hollywood Walk of Fame was dedicated and started. And the pencil sharpener was patented in 1897. Also, thank you for the mind, Michelle, for those on the radio that don't know how to sharpen a pencil. That is exactly what you're doing. Very useful. On this day in 1963, the longest running science fiction TV series of all time, Doctor Who, was premiered on British television. Mm -hmm. So, for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange, and fascinating facts about Doctor Who. Crap. Doctor Crap. (laughs) (laughs) dr crap's time machine the sound of his time machine which we all know is called the tardis the tardis that sound was created by doing what strange thing to a piano so back in 1963 the radiophonics workshop 
in the BBC building made the sound of the TARDIS fading in and out using a piano. But what did they do to the piano to create the crazy noise? They stroke the strings. Oh, they stroked the, piano. the strings like a harp. Yeah, like whoosh, no, like a string, and they went kind of like a pig, like a like a <laughs> what, like the Tardis pig. Oh, so you're saying it's like stroking a pig? Yes. <laughs> wow. They stroked a string with a pig with a piano. Okay. <laughs> you have a very strange mind, Miss Morris. Michelle, what did they do to that piano to create the sound of the TARDIS back in 1963? They hit it with a sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Chad, what did they do to the piano? You know what's ridiculous? Heather stole mine. (gasps) Why Um, didn't you go with that again? (laughs) I stole the pig. I'm I'm going to say they shook the whole piano. They shook the whole piano. Miss Morris is 100% correct. Yay! They got a metal door key and they ran it up one of the bass strings. Of the piano very slowly. Thank you. Where's my point? And then faded that in and out. And I should give you six remarkable it's about time. time and dimension in space points. There we go. Why is Doctor Who banned in China? Simple enough question. You shall win the Because they points. never go there? Because <laughs> Doctor Who never goes to China. <laughs> there must have been an episode somewhere where they ended up in go China. Go on then. Well, no, I'm asking you the question. No, I'm asking you if there was ever a time that they went to China. If not, it will validate my answer. I can't believe that at some point since 1963, they haven't been to the Mughal Empire and been around Akbar and uh, the Mongols. Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar. Wrong series, wrong sci-fi, different country. (laughs) But outside of that, you're doing great. (laughs) These are not the droids you're looking for. Uh. <laughs> Isn't it a joy? Oh, I love t- this show. Is that what you're going with? They've never been to China? Yeah. Okay, I'll take that as an answer. Michelle, why is Doctor Who banned in China? Oh, God, for so many reasons. Because it's Western. And we're having far too much fun. Yes. Chad, why is Doctor Who banned in China? Oh. For some reason, it expresses capitalist values instead of communist. That's not the end of the world for an answer. It involves a time machine. And government authorities don't want to promote anything that could be seen as rewriting history. What? It's 100% true. This is bad news for Back to the Future. Whatever. Roads, we don't need roads where we're going because we're going into the part of the show called the Mailbag. (laughs) We love. The mailbag. If you wish to write to us, if you wish to send us your messages of support, if you wish to tell us the part of the shows you like the best, the things that make you laugh, you can join us on Facebook. Most of our messages are on there. If you go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook, you will find us on there. Larry has done such a wondrous thing. He has posted, can the paranormal be funny? Ask a Brit from Minnesota and he's too hot co-host this is i think that's you chad (laughs) with the addition of some psychic something or other i get confused (laughs) i've introduced you as a psychic a psychologist a psycho it's very confusing sidekick sidekick (laughs) some guy that cheats to win the games he says 
Isn't that the truth? Guess who's in the lead at the moment? Yeah. So we appreciate that, Larry. Apparently, you're two hot co-hosts. There. Thank you. I know. Who knew such things? <laughs> Larry listens first, of course, on the Dark Matter Digital Network at 10 p.m. Central Time. That's where you can catch us first. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. In fact, it's now 189 countries all over the world because we've been talking about time machines. Mm. D also added, the Brit plays with his flashlight under the covers while on air mm. and he wonders why the girls snort and laugh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's illuminating though, isn't it? It's just a mini mag. Yeah, it's a... Wow. <laughs> it's the type of one a security guard would have that doubles up as a weapon if things turn wrong. Not no, the mini kind. Not the, not <laughs> in the way that you can stab people with a pen. Oh, my. Well, the pen is mightier than the sword. Wow. And she's added, this is why we love them. D listens, of course, also on SoundCloud. All of our shows are archived over the last five years on SoundCloud.com. Search for MQ. TA Radio, we're on there. You can binge listen to us back to back, as many people do if you're at work, if you're in the gym, if you're walking the dog, if you've got a long journey to go on, you're more than welcome to join us on there. And everything, of course, is 100% free. And if you're listening to the show now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate what we do? And why not cut and paste the link and paste on your social media sites that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show Anywhere in the world, the very best, of course, in paranormal talk radio entertainment. And we also do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show on there that we can't do when we're on air. No. At the top of the hour, when we go off air, we stay in the studio. Yeah. When we're researching the stories of the strange, bizarre, paranormal, we stumble across stuff of a rather adult and sexual nature. They're the kind of stories that are laden with hot splashes of... Windows. They drip with the stickiness of spankings. Spankings. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, make it up. But we're not allowed to read these stories out on air for obvious reasons. So no. at the very end of the show, when you hear our German classical music playing in our outro, why not jump over to SoundCloud.com, search for MQTA Radio, and we will stay in the studio and enlighten you with the stories of sexuality and innuendo and filth. Pretty much. Naughty. And many people say it's their favourite part of the show, but there's a little Easter egg on there for you. And we're mm. available on many other platforms as well. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, mm. Spotify, mm. Brussels Sprouts, Gas Mask, all kinds of <laughs> fabulous and wonderful things. If you can't find us, you have only got yourself to blame. Larry was very chatty this week. He's also Chat- added oh. Chatty Larry. I'm not sure... If it was Heather or Michelle that asked last week, isn't that the point? In response <laughs> to the law in Wisconsin, the band's firing your gun at the time of a climax. That was Heather. That was Miss Morris. I just want to let her know that I caught the response <laughs> and it was genius and correct. Yes. <laughs> Good times, Larry. Thank you for spotting that. You're welcome. That. Jill in Canada posted, been looking forward to MQTA all week. So thank you for having her on board as well. That's very kind of you. Heater, our good friend. Oh, you're funny. I love it. Listener in New York posted a great pic. There's a picture of himself surrounded by beer bottles. He says, I'm ready. Bells, (laughs) bunk and snorts. Don't foul me now. Uh, But my favorite picture he posted 
was of the schnauzer. Yes. Oh, yeah. The Marty schnauzer. <laughs> the Marty schnauzer. We have some very creative and very intelligent oh. and very funny. It's a great group. Listeners. We have the most amazing listeners. They get our sense of humor. They're with us. They're on the <laughs> same page as us all the way. They get everything we yep. do. Yes. We're all creative. We're all intelligent. We should all be around each other's houses. For leftovers of Thanksgiving. This is what needs to Family happen. reunions. Yeah. Family reunions. I was thinking we need to go on a tour. <gasps> we do. We should oh. record the show in New York. Martin, oh. that's you. Hey, yeah, Martin. we can go to all kinds of other places. And take Robin. Massachusetts yeah. with Robin. Let's take the show on the road and have our guests sitting with How us. How about we just tell our fans that we're going to show up and stay at their house? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Robin. We're in your Hi. spare bedroom. Buy an extra air mattress. Here we come. Hi, Martin. We're here. <laughs> We've got the air mattress. Hi, Jerry. <laughs> How you doing, Larry? <laughs> Jonas, we've just arrived. <laughs> this is great. Good times. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be awesome is what it will Tell be. Tell got turned away. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you darken my door again. Crazy people. I'm calling the police. That's unbelievable. Finally, Martin in New York, who we're staying with next Martin! week. Hi, Martin. He said, he posted this. He said, uh, only if it's the right invisible man. Yeah. One mm. of the funniest lines of last week's <laughs> show. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Martin, of course, is a Patreon. He gives us money every yes. month. And many other people do. Of thank course, you, you are yes, allowed. Thank you. We will and let you. Donate to the show. Yes, we do the show for free. It's a labour of love. We do enjoy what we do, but we have studio costs. We have to pay for all of the platforms. And this show's free. It will always be free. But if you leave this show with more than you've arrived with, if you've laughed several times tonight already and we've not even started yet, surely that's worth a single dollar of your money. You can't even buy a Snickers bar in the Wild West for such pennies. No. So go over to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio. And for your dollar, you do get lots of things. You get shows that have never been aired. Yeah. You get the opportunity to listen to the show first after mm-hmm. it's been yeah. aired. And there are lots of things on there. More to come. Can... More... And there's more. We do have plans. Maybe mm. some surprises. Yes. A couple surprises, maybe. Maybe some Christmas treats. Maybe. There's lots of things on there for you. But go over to Patreon. We're very grateful to all of the people that are currently sponsoring and promoting this show it makes me very happy and very grateful so thank you for that if you wish to join my twitter account adrian underscore lee underscore tips we have a hundred thousand followers on there all of tonight's stories all of the jokes the camaraderie the messages the cartoons and much much more is on facebook more questions and answers with adrian lee we have 6200 followers on there if you wish to read my books you can go over to amazon for example or go to any decent bookshop I have many books on hauntings, history, the paranormal. If you're looking for stocking stuffers, Mysterious Midwest, Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead has been a very successful book for me with five stars on Amazon. So you're welcome to look that up. Yes, I would just like also to say that if you would like something scary in your stocking, Mm, come over to my Facebook page and find some terrible teddies. Yes, Miss Morris has a very dark creative nature and she uh, zombifies many wondrous things if you've often seen those creepy dolls on facebook the chances are miss morris has made them so if you wish to embrace those you can have a look at those what was the website again miss morris oddly intriguing collection on facebook you can find a ton of stuff yes 
for all your Christmas horror needs. That's right. <laughs> and Star Wars. And Star Wars. That is true. Yeah. You've got a lot of sci-fi and horror things on there. Collectibles. Yeah. And if you want to laugh, if you're feeling a little bit blue, if you're a little bit bloated, if you're fed up of the Black Friday yeah. shopping, if you've shot someone over a waffle iron during the course <laughs> of the time... <laughs> Yeah, you can go to way. YouTube if you search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. There are some outtakes on YouTube that are so funny. A small amount of we will come out uh, if you listen to those. Now this week we've been doing this every week and we'll continue to do it. So if you haven't done it for no. the first two weeks, we're going to be doing this this Tuesday, eight p.m. Central Time. We go onto Facebook Live and yeah. all of us in the team watch the Curse of Oak Island. Sadly, together yep. and we post on facebook live so if you wish to watch the curse of oak island with us we make lots of jokes lots of people joined in this week as well we make lots of drinks we can have yes. a lot of fun with that we do play a drinking game yeah. um, and the rules will be explained as we do that on tuesday but you can join us on our facebook site the curse of oak island 80 minutes this week of my life yep i'll no longer get back let me summarize that 80 minutes for you there was a copper gold plated brooch with mm-hmm. a glass fake gem in it yeah Behold the treasure of the glass, no less. Yeah. And it was super ancient. Super. super. Not just ancient. Super. Super ancient. Super star. So that sentence took me about two to three seconds to read out. That yeah. was 80 minutes they dragged that out for. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, when I'm on my deathbed and I've got my death rattle, I'll think about all the hours I dedicated to this show that I want in credit. Just thought I'd wow. share that with you. I've been thinking of that slutty boulder. Unbelievable. Mm. Get your fingers out of that boulder, sir. The thing I find bizarre is they said that the brooch they found on Tuesday's show was from like the 1340s, the 1330s. Just because it's from that time period doesn't mean it was left on the island from that time period. I've got coins in my pocket that have the 1970s and 80s dates on them. If I left one of them in the car park now... It doesn't mean that that was left there in the 1970s and 1980s. It's just that that object was from that period. Oh, Harold, I dropped my brooch. Wow. Was that Steptoe and Son? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's a virgin. You dirty old man. Oh, Harold. <laughs> There'll be people have no idea what that is. I no don't care. I am one of those Steptoe people. and Son was a yeah. very famous comedy series from the 1960s and 70s in Britain, and you stole it. And yep. you turned it into Sanford and Son. Sanford that's right. and Son. Oh, that but show's awesome. A very, very funny show. But join us on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time live on Facebook. And we can all sit and drink and chat about the Curse of Oak Island and commiserate in the hours of our lives. Of our misery. That it's... have just slipped through our fingers like yeah. grains of sand. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it really is a good mm. time. I we now get to the part of the show where Dr. Chad Peters, Uh-oh. our resident psychic psychopsychologist, psychopsychologist, will read out his random and fascinating fact of the week. Civil play, Dr. Peters. A ship captain cannot perform marriages at sea. They need to be a member of the clergy or a justice of the peace. Really? You leave yeah. this show with more than you arrive with. So that scene in the <laughs> office where they're getting married at Niagara Falls was completely made up. I feel like I've been cheated. There go my weekend plans. They are? <laughs> On the Titanic. I have to get an annulment. Yeah. You need to get an annulment? <laughs> Was you married at sea? Yeah. Well, You're making it up. Unbelievable. <laughs> it was in a I pond. don't believe a word that comes out of your mouth. I'm surrounded by recidivists, I tell you. Mm-hmm. 
we enter the realm that is hauntings. It's ghosts. And we don't do orbs, remember? Michelle's on two. I'm yet to score. Heather's made it up to six. And Chad is also on six. But everything is to play for. This incredible four-bed house with its own detached holiday cottage could be yours for less than one million pounds. But the Red Lady Ghost is said to roam nearby. Lady in red. Stunning pictures show the spacious living area, modern kitchen and light-filled dining room. In this quirky home in Kent, Mm. I actually went to university in Kent. I got my degree from Kent University many years ago. Kent State. Kent State, no Kent. <laughs> it's a county in the south of England. It is the Garden <laughs> the of England. Other striking shots show the exterior of the house with a balcony, cosy bedrooms, and the external holiday cottage on the ground. Rose Farm is located on Rose Farm Road in Pluckley, Kent, and is currently listed at one million pounds. Does I that name sound familiar to you, Pluckley in Kent? Is that a familiar? I don't want to live there. Pluckley. You don't want to live in Pluckley? No. Pluckley is the most haunted village in the whole world. Well, maybe I will. It's in the Guinness Book of Records. I have been there. It has a fabulous pub. I had a... How'd you feel? A nice lunch. Well, it was quite a heavy meal, but it went down eventually. Spooky. It's just a very old village. Every village in Britain dates back to the medieval period. Some of them, you know, the roads and some of the uh, architectures from the Roman period, of course, were invaded, you know, by the Romans in 0 to 400 AD. So there is a lot of old things in Britain for sure. This wonderful collection of converted former farm buildings provides a charming, unique home in a beautiful setting, which offers superb versatility and scope. I need a finder's fee for reading this out. It continues, however, the outbuildings could be very easily converted, if necessary, into holiday accommodation. But Pluckley has been branded as possibly the most haunted village in England, with the infamous Red Lady Ghost heavily contributing to that reputation. The Sun reported that the picturesque rural community is thought to be haunted by at least 15 ghosts, mm. making it a top destination for paranormal investigators. Harking back to the 1100s, Lady Daring, the Red Lady, supposedly haunts the grounds of St. Nicholas Church, where she was buried in a lead coffin in the crypt. What makes her red again? Yeah, why? Her dress. Oh. Scarlet. Miss Scarlet in the ballroom with the candlestick. So if she's walking around... The ghost actually appears red because I've never seen colored ghosts. I have. You took a picture of a colored ghost. Oh, yeah, I did. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky I'm here, isn't it? (laughs) Anything else you want me to correct you on in your life (laughs) and your experiences? Uh, Happy for me to keep going? (laughs) Sure. Lady Daring is known as the Red Ghost. After the rose that was apparently placed atop her coffin. There See, it go. had nothing to do with her dress. <laughs> <laughs> she is said to wander the churchyard in search of the grave of her baby. Other Aww. ghosts spotted in the village include the spectre of the highwayman, who was killed in a sword fight and pinned to a tree at the Pinnock, and a phantom coach and the horses that haunts the hill. The ghost of a gypsy woman is believed to have been seen at Pinnock Bridge, and it's thought she lost her life after being accidentally burned to death. Accidentally? <laughs> yes. Smoking in bed she was. <laughs> Ow. Lots of people die from smoking in bed. The very famous British sculptress, Barbara Hepworth, probably our most famous female sculptor, set herself on fire by smoking in bed. In after St- she drank too in much? In St. Ives, she did actually. Yes, she was yes. an alcoholic. But it is true. Many famous people have set themselves alight 
by smoking in bed. It's a warning for everyone there. Lady in red, or I don't believe a word they said. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and the story will be there for you in form. It's Morris. What have you got for me first in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Mm. Two members of a British music group are planning to build a pyramid out of bricks, but they contain human ashes. Oh. Yeah. The peculiar endeavor is the brainchild of KLF's Bill Drummond and Jimmy Cotty. KLF are mad, by the way. Are they? They're, they've got a history of performance art. Do you remember back in the late 1980s, they set a million dollars on fire? Oh, right. And video. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what they said. They said the two electric pop veterans who had several hits in the UK back in the 80s and 90s is who is going to be doing it. So do you know their hits or? KLM. Uh-huh. F. Uh-huh. F, whatever. <laughs> KLM. I'm Fly dyslexic. Dutch. Fly the Dutch Airlines. Fly the Dutch. <laughs> it's a Dutch airline. I, t- I went to a dyslexic acid house party and took an F. <laughs> Good God. The so-called People's Pyramid will be built in the Toxteth area of Liverpool. Yeah, that's a rough area. There's been riots up there. Really? We, we wouldn't be driving through that area if no? I took you to Britain. No, no. we wouldn't. No. Roll them up. With the- they're so good up. You could ride a horse through there and they'd steal the shoes on the horse while okay. you're riding it. <laughs> well, the first 240 bricks are going to be put in place on November 23rd as part of the event dubbed the Toxteth Day of the Dead. Each brick will contain some of the ashes of a person who has died and each year they've died on the same day. More bricks with the ashes of those who have died that year will be added to the pile each year. The bottom of the structure will be the flat piece of quarried sandstone measuring three foot by three foot by four inches. In an even stranger, yes, I said stranger twist, Mm. those wishing to attend the first event will be required to present a supermarket shopping trolley as payment for entry. love these guys. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I've just remembered. I've had time to think of another one of their hits. Oh, God. And it's actually in the theme of the show. No. They 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 um, called themselves the Time Lords, and they did that song, <laughs> Doctor Who. Oh, Whoa. yeah, yeah. Doctor yeah. Who, Doctor Who. That was yep, them as well. Yep. No way. Yep. Well, Drummond and Cotty are certainly no strangers to controversy, having previously burned one million pounds... Like Lee said, in cash on a remote Scottish island back in 1994. Yeah, I remember watching the video of that. They actually regret doing that. Yeah. <laughs> As the, everybody should. On the back of the fact that they're now poor and haven't got two sixpences <laughs> to rub together. Yeah. The pyramid, once completed, will reportedly contain a whopping 34,592 ash-filled bricks. Whether it will ever get anywhere near that many, however, remains to be seen remains to be seen remains i see i put that in there remains (laughs) i'm gonna give you a nice big friday day after thanksgiving brick (laughs) brick brick in the wall duck egg you're gonna get an eight there you go (gasps) a nice We should call it Brown Friday rather than Black Friday, shouldn't we? Stop. Wow. I don't want to know that. I've got toilet. stories from Michelle Lido. I no, ever. Grieving hairdresser claims ghost of her dead mum is haunting her salon. Hair raising. 
Oh, <laughs> I love this show. Sick. Charlotte 41 says she knows her mum is around when the salon suddenly smells of burnt buttered toast. What? <laughs> ba- oh. No, no, that's not your mother. That's a bad perm. <laughs> <laughs> because it was her smell. God. Her smell? Burnt buttered toast by Elizabeth Arden. Mm. It's available this Christmas. Bigot. Charlotte says... <laughs> She's certain it was her mum's spirit because of the way she holds her head under her arm. What? I've nothing to back that up. As well as strange goings on in the mirrors, Charlotte, who owns the barbers in Fordsham, Cheshire, said she can smell her mother. She claims that ever since she lost her mum, who died in her 60s, she has noticed the smell of burnt buttered toast from time to time. It's probably the next door neighbours making burnt butter toast. toast. Good girl. The hairdresser has made it clear that she has no intention of ridding the salon of mum's spirit and even insists that the customers have grown fond of the paranormal addiction to the place. They've grown fond of burnt charcoal toast? Yes. Mm. Or at least the feeling that her mother's around. It's the one thing I remember from my grandmother. Was burnt toast. She would love to burn toast because it calmed her stomach. Oh, yes, that's the charcoal. True. Yeah. Yes, hmm. if charcoal Blech. tablets will ease your yeah. stomach. This is true. Uh, it smells atrocious. God, if that was my grandma, there'd be the smell of gin, mothballs, and wee wee. Murray mm. mints. No, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Solicitors to the stars. Gin, mothballs, and wee wee. Cohen wee wee. Jeremiah mothballs. Great. <sighs> Oh my, Charlotte said one particular evening I was checking my cameras and I saw something. Instantly I thought, oh my God, is that you, mum? I screenshotted it and I knew it was my mum, 100%. I even spoke to it. As I said, mummy, she even moved slightly on the screen and then came back. In an attempt to get even closer to her mum, Charlotte got in touch with Ghost Hunters Paranormal Investigations UK, who came and run tests in the salon and they did actually find ghostly activity a salon to boast a ghost or someone's burning the toast oh wow the sound of knocking and banging in the background someone's here knocking you know that They're are you there uncle toast. give yeah. me one thump for yes Ooh, two thumps for no totally forgot to tell you guys yes the last episode which i have taken out in the last segment there was an evp you actually Is heard there? a voice. We said, oh, it's bigger than life. Many times, these microphones in the studio, yeah. you know all about the mics. Oh, yeah. They're condenser mics, right? Yeah. And they pick up more than we can hear. Yeah. So we've got our headphones on at the moment. You can hear everyone's mic'd up. There's a mic in front of them. Mm-hmm. And we hear voices sometimes, like almost like a live EVP yeah. coming through the microphones. And sometimes we all look at one another while yeah. the show's taking place because all of us in our headphones hear someone talking but there's no one other than us in the room and it's an airtight studio it's a very very bizarre thing but perhaps you can find that for next week i did i've already got it cut you've got that we'll do that next week tune in next week and we'll make that happen i shall give myself two remarkably rather well cut points and michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings anybody got some extra money laying around of course we all have Mm, yes no because the Titanic captain's haunted mirror is going up for auction. The Titanic's haunted mirror. Yes. A mirror that reportedly belonged to Captain Edward John Smith is expected to fetch over $12,000. 
The historic keepsake was left on the captain's dressing table at his home in Stoke-on-Trent, England, when the ill-fated vessel embarked on its maiden voyage across the Atlantic back in 1912. It was later taken by one of his servants, a maid named Ethelwyn, in lieu of the wages she was owed. According to a letter penned by her sister-in-law, Hilda, the mirror had taken on something of a life of its own, and the captain's image would often appear in the glass. Ew. Ethelwyn always spooked me when she said at times she could still see Captain Smith's face in it on the anniversary of when the Titanic was sunk. The mirror is set to be sold for a sizable sum at Richard Winterton Auctioneers in December. The last time Captain Edward John Smith saw his own noble bearded visage before leaving home to take the helm of the Titanic was possibly in this very mirror said auctioneer Richard Winterton. Even with one's feet firmly on land and in the sunshine of a clear afternoon, there is something otherworldly about seeing your own reflection in such an object. Ew. Talking about being at Kent University, there was actually a girl in my class, in my studio, called Christine Smith, and she was related to Captain Smith. She was well, a direct descendant of Captain Smith of the Titanic. So we have many themes running through tonight's show. Ghostly panic, or it's just the Titanic. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, I should give Michelle two large iceberg cold pointing out of the water points. We're going to run into the round that is now the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that don't fit easily into any other category, but are too good not to read out. Jimmy Dean offering sausage-scented holiday wrapping paper. Scratch and sniff. Yeah. What could That'll... possibly go wrong? Nothing. <laughs> There's nothing like waking up to the scent of a sausage under your tree on Christmas morning. <laughs> under your what? <laughs> Merry Christmas, Michelle. Ho, ho, ho. Throw in a little dirt and I'm down. <laughs> You've been a very good girl this year. Yes. You've got everything on your list. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Dean, the food company famously known for its sausage, is giving away sausage-scented wrapping paper and other themed gifts this upcoming holiday season. Do you know what would happen if I put sausage-scented wrapping paper under my tree? Oh I'd my eat it. Bean you would eat dogs it. I would say every it. dog would just rip. Right. That's a shred. <laughs> Already the cat makes my Christmas tree look like it's an Agent Orange. It just defoliations <laughs> the whole yeah. thing. That's why I'm calling my cat Agent Orange. All you have to do... This is all you have to do to win your sausage-scented wrapping paper is to cook a Jimmy Dean recipe, take a picture and submit it to the Jimmy Dean recipe gift exchange from now until December the 20th. Then you get to choose which free gift you want Ooh. while supplies last. What other ones are there? Yeah, I shall enlighten you. As if the sausage-scented wrapping paper wasn't bizarre enough, you can also choose from a glass sausage ornament. Oh, so I want a key ring. <laughs> So I you're going to get a glass that. ornament in the shape of a sausage. I don't know what you could use that for. Right, um, yeah. A festive holiday apron with a sketch of Jimmy <gasps> Dean's yeah, face. Yeah, that's what I want. Can I have one? <laughs> and Jimmy Dean's holiday Christmas album on vinyl. No. No, no. I want the apron. No. Thank you. I want the ornament. You want the sausage, do you? <laughs> yeah. Fun you do. for all the family. Sausage festive fun or we've only just begun. No. God, Miss no. Morris. <laughs> What have you got for me tonight in the round of S&B? I'm festive this time of year. Yes, you are. Oh, I made Christmas cookies in the shapes of ghosts and coffins. Does that help? You're a very creative woman. I know. Well, 
I will find you and I will kill you. App that tells kids to call Santa. <laughs> While it issues a disturbing Liam Neeson style threat. <laughs> I have to tell you. Oh, no. I read this story and I actually did research because I really, really wanted to record it and play it on the show. Yeah. But a woman has taken to Facebook to warn fellow parents about a creepy call Santa app that sent a message to her son warning, I will find you and I will kill you. I have a particular set of skills. (laughs) Kirsty Elizabeth Taylor was left absolutely fuming after hearing the disturbing message on the Santa Call New 2018. Yeah, I did research it, and yeah, it's not up. Uh, Which was downloaded onto her three-year-old son Finley's Kindle from Amazon's children's store. The idea behind the app is that it allows excited kids to speak to Santa himself in the run-up to the big day Mm -hmm. with cheery messages from Jolly Saint Nick, supposedly just the touch of a button away. But Taylor found something altogether different played on the app after it was brought to her attention by her two-year-old daughter, Evie. When Taylor pressed the button, she heard the kind of message more commonly spouted by Liam Neeson in his taken action film franchise it said hello there can you hear me children in five nights if you're free i will look for you i will (laughs) find you and i will kill you that's horrible that's bad i think it's fabulous okay it's funny but That's something I would totally do to my kids. <laughs> you need a kid named Evie. I do. Evie P. Yes. <laughs> but while the image of the festive-looking Neeson making the threat might raise a smirk among the more juvenile among us. Oh, mm-hmm. crap. That's me. Kirsty was far from amused by the recording. What sort of a sick and twisted person would make an app for children and call it Santa? <sighs> Taylor is now urging fellow parents to exercise caution when using the app or allowing their children to access it. I've reported this app. Is everyone else? They need to do it just the same. Some people in this world need help urgently. Like me. And me. She wrote alongside the original post, which has been shared countless times online. Unfortunately, not with me because I tried to find it and couldn't find it. (laughs) The app was originally downloaded by Taylor's son, who was 12, who was probably just pranking his little brother and sister, I'm sure. Amazon has now taken down the app because I tried to find it. Ah. I will find you. And I will kill you. I will kill you. Nothing Santa. says Christmas more than genocide and assassinations. <laughs> That's what my Christmas dinners were like with my family. <laughs> what, genocide? Yes. Aww. Do you want stuffing, Grandma? Start sharing that with you. Hey, what? Never mind. I just thought a little Britain. I shall give you points, Michelle. What have you mm. got for me tonight in the round of S and B? This is fun. A grieving widow has her dead husband skinned after he told her he wanted a displayed artwork out of his tattoos after he had died. Wow. Wait, yep. he wanted that. Yes. He said, "Take my skin off." Yep. My foreskin. All oh. of it. 
Uh, How big do you think this tattoo is? <laughs> it's yeah. a little one. Thumbelina. It's a, it's a miniature. <laughs> Thumbelina. Little Thumbelina. <laughs> tattoo artist Chris Wenzel, 41, suffered from ulcerative colitis, and one of his dying wishes was for his wife Cheryl to remove and preserve his ink-adorned skin before he was buried. Oh, God. Yeah. Chris, I, Chris mm -hmm. wished for his children and grandchildren to admire his ink as a displayed artwork for years after he had passed away. As a paranormal investigator, I'm now seeing his ghost wandering towards you, taking the frame off the wall to retrieve his skin. Oh, God. I want my skin. Oh, that is totally like the more scary stories to tell in the dark. Well, yes. there was a Hammer Horror House film called Creeping Flesh, yes. where they cut the finger off a skeleton, yes. and the skeleton comes back and cuts Peter Cushing's finger off. He wants his finger back. I yeah. love Peter Cushing. It's yes. a little dark, mm. isn't it? Mm. I also think there was a story on Tales for the Unexpected where a famous artist did a tattoo on a vagrant or a tram, and then it suddenly appears in an auction, like... On the in a frame where the suggestion is that he's been skinned. Oh, oh God! Yeah, there's some dark things out there. I so, you. did it happen? It did. Cheryl from Saskatoon. 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 <laughs> Saskatoon, Canada, told the Globe and Mail, "I thought that's different, but yeah, it's cool. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get this done for him." You can hang a picture on a wall. A tattoo is something that has been done for hundreds of years. It's just preserving it. Cheryl hired Save My Ink Forever, a United States-based company that specializes in preserving tattoos of the dead. The complex three-month process to remove and sustain Chris's tattoos involves a special formula to surgically remove the skin, and it costs a staggering Sixty-two thousand five hundred pounds. So about what? A, I'm guessing that that's to about a hundred thousand dollars. I could have done it for five bucks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Grim. You can buy a lot of formaldehyde for that. Yeah. Yeah, just pickle him. Have him on display in a bottle. That'd be wow. great. Like um, Hearst didn't he do those animals? Oh, Damien yeah. Hearst. Love yes, those. puts lots of sharks and cows yeah. in formaldehyde. Yeah. This is true. Ooh. The eye-watering amount was raised partially through GoFundMe by family and friends. Wow. His skin is now preserved in a frame and is expected to be shown at a spring tattoo expo in Saskatoon. Old Toonie. Yep. Nice skin. Oh, what was they thinking? Go to our Facebook uh. site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you have found us on one of our platforms. So thank you to coming to find us we appreciate that why not cut and paste and tell all of your friends on social media you're listening to the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment i thank you for joining us again if you have any youngsters running around any minors in the room if your mother's of a nervous disposition these are the stories from around the world this week that we couldn't read out on the dark matter digital network at 10 p.m central time for fear of getting a hefty fine or being removed, you have been warned. Miss Morris, what have you got for me first in the round of NFM? Oh, Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus is coming. Unless he's coming to kill you. Oh, that turned dark very quickly, didn't it? I know, but it's not about that. Don't worry. What I've got <laughs> is a present for your stocking. Mm. Stuffing stocker. Penis earrings and necklace go on sale, and they're insanely popular. 
Hmm. Yeah, everybody wants one of those. Are the small Two ones or the large ones popular? <laughs> all of them are popular. They're all popular. Love them all. Gotta collect them all, just like Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna wander around the streets looking for them, are you? Or like Lay's, once you pop, you can't stop. Does this help at all? That's very interesting because I am shaped like a can of Pringles. Wow. Oh, God. You scratch it your closest. Oh, no. Well, you need deep pockets to be able to buy them, and you might not want to wear them around your nans for Sunday lunch, but penis earrings are here and they are hot. Bangra music from India reminds me of Gamrama Nans. Ding 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 has launched oh, Yves Saint Laurent. Yeah. Yves Saint Laurent. Yves Saint Laurent. I like him. Have launched a controversial line of jewelry with genitals dangling off earrings and necklaces. Yay. I've been <gasps> waiting for so long. <laughs> the dangle earrings made in Italy feature somewhat detailed penises made from patinated golden brass and have Saint Laurent Paris engraved on the back nothing says quality like brass jewelry yeah mm. and the Oak island again and again blowing Shimos. up small holes holy shimolates in the shape of a penis <laughs> oh my god if you fancy popping on a pair it'll set you back 215 pounds Ooh. But if money is no object and you'd like a matching set, you can also get a rather large penis pendant necklace for a snip, no pun intended, at 520 pounds. So for a mere under 1,000 pounds, you can get a whole set of penises. That's like $1,600. Yeah. Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, the conversion. The necklace is 100% brass and has a YSL charm in the class, which is probably the prettiest thing about it they went down a storm on social media creating quite a controversy one twitter user wrote i don't know what's worse the person wearing those damn brass earrings or your accent or the fact that they're charging you like 345 dollars for a luxury of wearing a penis earring i don't understand this it's hard i can tell <laughs> Others were confused by news because they assumed it was jewelry for a guy to hang off his manhood. Ear, penis, I don't get it. (laughs) One wrote, once again, I read the head wrong. It happens to you, doesn't it? Every day. I thought it was jewelry for your penis, and I couldn't figure out how my penis would work. I mean, how it would work. (laughs) Shaking it more than twice, playing with it. Shake and bake. Oh, the controversial accessories. Do have some fans, though, despite their unique design and hefty price tag, the earrings and necklaces have actually sold out. I believe it. You know, they can't find those midgets to make all the earrings. They're flying out of the shops. (laughs) Wow, I see what you've done there. (laughs) 
Yves Saint Laurent. You seem to was make a the French ass- fashion designer. What? You mm. seem to make the assumption that midgets aren't well endowed. Toulouse Lautrec was like a baby's arm old an apple. I've been was told. Was he really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bigger than you. Wow. Mm, Is anything bigger than you? Am I what? <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> Sphincter says what? It's just got weird. Frank. <laughs> so there's a girl. Oh, here we at, go. Uh, at the subway uh, here in town, and she's got a pair of middle finger earrings. <gasps> okay. I think those are just hilarious. You should see where I wear mine. Mm. I've seen the little <laughs> cannabis leaves. My sister used to sure, collect novelty sure. earrings, and she had a big box full of stuff, and there was toilet seats and fried eggs and all kinds of stuff. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if she's still got them, actually. Oh, that'd be hilarious. I bet she does. This was the 1980s, where plastic novelty earrings were the way to oh, go. Oh, they were the best, and neon everything oh did not like that frankie says relax or or the earrings that would dangle they were shapes of triangles and squares and circles and all yeah do you not remember the scene from planes trains and automobiles where they've got no money it's trying to sell shower curtain rings for earrings (laughs) john candy that's the the era we're talking about that's right (laughs) willie earring or what were they thinking Willie Earring sounds like he should have been a quarterback from the 1960s. That's yeah. true. Willie Earring used to play for the Seattle Seahawks, I believe. I think so. Very impressive. Wow. I should give you points, Miss Morris. A man who underwent an operation to have a £50,000 bionic penis fitted <gasps> had to endure a three-week erection to stretch out his equipment. Stretch out? Yeah, um, do you know when you're making a balloon model? Like... <laughs> And you have to stretch the balloon first, like. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call bunk. It's true. We it's haven't a... had any bunks tonight. Yeah, it's a bunk. True. There should have been plenty of bunk during the mirror story on the Titanic, but no one shouted <laughs> it out. Hey, uh... I resent that. That was bunk, I tell you. Andrew Wardle finally lost his virginity at the age of 45 after he was born with a one in 20 million condition that meant he was born with no penis. No oh. penis. This is Ken, Barbie's Ken, right? So totally. he had a. Bi- <laughs> Right. He had a bionic penis, yeah. yes. And you met the bionic man, didn't you? Faster, stronger, fatter, longer. <laughs> you did. You, you met the bionic man. I did. I'm not denying it. I met Lee Majors, yes, at Crypticon. Did yes. he have a bionic penis? I never got that I far into the I think he has a bionic everything by like now. He was an 80-year-old man, by the way. It's he like was. my granddad sat there, but the guy's 80. Yeah, it's not the same thing. Surgeons created his new organ using skin from Andrew's arm. Jesus Christ. His arm. What? From the shoulder Which all the way down. Which part of the arm? The shoulder down to the wrist, I'm led to believe. What? Before <gasps> attaching it in a 10-hour operation. That's just showing off. <laughs> Do they put the skin on from the shoulder to the wrist? And it's like a shrinky dink? <laughs> it's articulated. Look, it's got an elbow. Do you know what a shrinky dink is? Aren't they like plastic models that go down in the oven? Yeah, they melt in the oven. Yeah, they're yeah, my yeah. favourite. Used to I do it with um, potato chip packets. No, I never did. Never it with did that. it with that. Oh my! But before he could have sex, he had to endure a three-week erection to test out the equipment worked. Endure. <laughs> endure. Yes. Endure. Endure. Yes, it could be endure. very problematic. His bionic penis works by using a reservoir of saline solution. That's pumped into his penis using a button in his testicles. A <laughs> button? You know, you could be scratching your nuts and watching the soccer, <laughs> and before you know where you are, <laughs> you've got a hole in one. Wow. 
Would you like a cup of tea? Ah! <laughs> Sorry, Mum. <laughs> Should have knocked on the door. A button in the testicles. It's true. It, it was housed in the testicles. The button is, yes. Oh, is that like the, what is it, the Nike pumps? Yes, yeah. exactly. You've got Reba. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a decompression valve? It's the other testicle. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's just gas now, that is. Oh, my word. So make sure if it was in working order, he had to have a three-week erection. It was very uncomfortable as well. I had to stay in for three weeks. He couldn't leave the house. But he had a permanent kickstand. It's all right. Yeah. Andrew told of how his new penis has totally transformed his life. Turning to drugs to cope with his problems when he was 18, Andrew struggled to see a future. Now his new penis has brought him new hope for the future, including having children. Wow. What? How? 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 I suppose all the other parts must have been there. Just... <sighs> I've not... What, yeah, they I use think... a straw? He had the uh, pencil case, but not the pencil. There you go. Exactly. Right now he's got a pencil. So the, did they extend the? I think he's got a. The, he now has a delivery the, system which he never highway? previously had. The highway has been extended. Bionic penis, or I can feel this something between us. <laughs> There's so many questions. Why yeah. aren't you answering any of them? Welcome to the show. <laughs> More questions than answers. With your host, Adrian Lee. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for us tonight in the round of NFM? Police are hunting three glamorous women over a sex toy heist that saw thieves swipe high-end vibrators from an adult superstore. They, they never can... caught oh, wow. me. Very oh. expensive, aren't they? I'm led yes. to believe. <laughs> what do you mean you lead to believe? Some of them have got transmissions and gears and car batteries and all kinds <laughs> of strange and bizarre things. Rechargeables. You can mix cement with it. What? <laughs> or Jack cookie Ever? dough. Cookie dough. <laughs> it's how she puts the holes in her donuts. Oh my god. The women were captured on CCTV footage entering the sex toy shop in Perth, Australia on Sunday. Two are accused of stealing 350 pounds worth of top-of-the-range vibrators, and the third is also wanted by cops. One woman, wearing high-waisted lace trousers and a crop top, reportedly removed the packaging from four best-selling vibrators and left the store with the sex toys hidden in her clothing oh <laughs> i was thinking where is she gonna There's... put all four but it is pot no it's, no, it's not, not really possible. no it's not no <laughs> it depends on the depends. size it That's... depends yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty tight fitting clothing <laughs> oh, gary smith there. who owns the libido revealed one of the alleged thieves shoplifted the come hither rabbit sex toy which is valued at 155 pounds wow Speaking to the Daily Mail, he said, it's just a constant issue for us. We have a lot Sticky of issues. Fingers. Yeah, because one of the, we are one of the few retailers on the street. We're open during nighttime to capture that passing trade. Smith claimed he loses about $2,500 in goods in theft every six months and is now offering a $50 voucher to anyone who can identify the women. Heather. I didn't do it. <laughs> the store owner accused one of the women of sneakily unboxing a vibrator 
while staff were occupied with the other customers after she had initially entered the store alone. She then allegedly left the store with the pricey product before quickly returning with a friend to steal more erotic items. Now, hold on. Mm -hmm. You said sneakily taking out the vibrator from the packaging. Yeah. That usually takes an act of God and at least a carpenter knife. They do package things very well these days. I bought some earbuds in a garage recently and I needed... Well, you call it a gas station, don't you? I need oh, yeah. serious tools to get into that. I know. I don't know how old people manage. I don't think they do. I had to use nail clippers to get into that. Mm-mm. Further CCTV footage is said to show the pair swipe three other vibrators priced between 50 pounds and 80 pounds and unpack them in the dressing room before hiding them in their clothing. Last year, thieves stole 45,000 pounds Oh my God. Worth of dildos in the world's largest sex toy heist at an erotic fair in Berlin. Oh, wow. They're now looking for some wow. hardened a criminals. Heist? Oh. Yes. The dildo heist. <laughs> Put your hands up and no one gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Australia, of course, where they crossed a tortoise with a vibrator and got an armor dildo. Miss Morris, what have you got for us finally in the round of Not For Your Mother? It's a story especially for Michelle. Oh, God. One sec. Is this another dildo one? It's going to require a bucket. Teens are now starting to get drunk on boiled tampon juice. (laughs) What in the actual mess addiction is going on? One lump or two. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh! It won't go down. I've got the string caught in my teeth. <laughs> oh, it's no. nice that they include the floss with this. <laughs> oh dear! It's like dunking a tea bag, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't like it strong. Just put one in the pot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to steep this that long. I'll pull it right back out. Where's all the fluid gone? Where's my tea gone? <laughs> oh my you're gonna clear that up by the way i'm not clearing that up again (laughs) kids these days will try just about anything kids these days to catch a buzz do you remember when we were young and we boiled up them tampons (laughs) do you know these kids they catch a buzz from boiling and boofing beer to vaping (laughs) vodka their latest cheap thrill Feminine hygiene products. Teenagers in Indonesia are collecting menstrual pads and tampons. Wow, that's too down. Chad, we're the strongest. Yes. Oh, often of the used variety, if that helps. And then they boil them. Michelle's making me go. (laughs) Allowing the mixture to cool and then imbibing the resulting liquid. Imbibing. (laughs) Police have already arrested several minors caught making this menstrual pad moonshine. No menstrual pad moonshine for you? What what, what law does that violate? 
actually be any alcohol in that. Oh, it's bleach. One, it's bleach. Four, one 14 year old confessed that he and his bud swig it morning, afternoon, and evening. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a McDonald's before you came in? Well, there's a fry. (laughs) Well, strawberry milkshake at least. The National Narcotics Agency in Indonesia says... Narcotics? It's the chlorine used to sanitize menstrual products that is getting kids tipsy, Mm -hmm. giving them Mm -hmm. hallucinations and the feeling of flying. As it turns out, this has been... wings. Oh, God. This has been going on for at least a couple of years as this oh, phenomena was the first reported by Indonesian authorities back in 2016. Do you want a swig, Michelle? You no. got... I don't know how it started or who oh, started God. it. Oh, God. Here it comes again. There's a no law against it so far. There's no law against these kids using a mixture of mosquito repellent and cold syrup to get drunk either. Oh, don't give him any ideas, but please pass the tampon. Oh, Oh, man. Mm. Pass the tampon in with get real high. (laughs) (laughs) Tampon smoothie. I only meant to take. (laughs) (laughs) I was only going to take a small swig, but it all went down in one. Uh, (laughs) It's a bit lumpy. (laughs) Good God. That's just wrong. <laughs> You're clearing that up. I, I'm not clearing that up again. <laughs> I apologize for anyone who's currently having their dinner. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like I need to lie down in a dark room with a washcloth. You feel like you need to lie down. <laughs> you want some tea? I... Oh. <laughs> right. Nice... This would go real well with your dinner. Nice after dinner snack. Oh, oh a snack. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. And relax. Clotted cream. <laughs> well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's final scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. It was Michelle Yay! who scored four tonight. She wins a bottle of gin. <laughs> Some sleeping pills and a packet of cigarettes. <laughs> I can use all of that. Sweet, sweet dreams. I finished third. I scored five points tonight. Chad is in second place. He scored six. He gets a sausage scented cologne called Omegood. Omegood. By Jimmy oh, Diane. That's Ooh. now available in all Ooh. high street stores but our runaway resplendent <gasps> first place winner winning the $33,000 IR Cameron reaching the double integer of 10 is Miss Morris she wins a tattoo gun and access to an old people's home oh. what that's disgusting <laughs> do not fear listener remember we are back with a whole new bunch of stories that's disgusting I love this show <laughs> that was a good one <laughs> pull it tall I can't get the gun on it <laughs> A lot of alligator clips needed. Oh. I don't know what she was wearing, but it needed ironing. What's wrong with you both? I'll bring my sleeping pills. <laughs> Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of madness next week at the same time. And I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And you can follow my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee. 
underscore tips. Why not jump over to SoundCloud right now? SoundCloud.com. Search for MQTA Radio, where we will have a show on there with an extra 20 to 25 minutes of absolute filth. So join us over there right now. You've been listening to MQTA, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with Adrian Lee. We are the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment the light before the darkness my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris Chaton drainer chad peters michelle cory and all of the international paranormal society at paranormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and mufon of minnesota it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting